And now, our feature presentation. T Tyler? Yeah, Ben? Fuck. <laughs> Hello, everybody, to the season one finale of Cinema Shot. We're finally here, and um, oh boy, we we might be here for a while. Uh, but joining us is a uh, servant to all humble Lord Darkside, Tyler. Tyler, welcome. I am only here to serve Lord Darkside. You serve as a hindrance. Be gone. <laughs> So, hello everybody, welcome to the season one finale of Cinema Shots. Uh, it is finally time to upon us the movie I've been hyping up for several weeks now. It is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Um, the finale to this sort of iteration of in-continuity movies that DC started with uh, Justice League War. And uh, I don't know if this is always the planned finale, but it definitely is a fucking finale if I ever saw one. Yeah, everything that uh, was built up from, I want to say, Flashpoint definitely builds up to here. And I think the payoff is huge. Oh, yeah, it's 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 definitely big. Uh, before we get into it, before we break it down, let's break it down. Because we got a huge cast list to read down. Um, this is directed by, just like Dark Apocalypse War, directed by Matt Peters and Christina uh, Soda. Screenplay by Ernie Atbacker with Mayor Greed uh, Scott and sorry about Mayor Greed Scott. Produced by James Tucker and this is starring Matt Ryan as John Constantine, Jerry O'Connor as Superman, Sean Astin as Shazam, Thaisa uh, Farmigma as Raven, um, Stuart Allen as Robin, Tony Todd as Darkseid, Ray Chase as Etrigan the Demon, Jason O'Mara as Batman. Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane, Camilla Ludington as Zatanna Zatara, Christopher Gorham as The Flash, Shimar Moore as Cyborg, Hayden Walsh as Hinden Walsh as Carly Quinn, Liam McIntyre as Captain Boomerang, John DiMaggio as King Shark and Trigon, uh, Sachi Alicio as Lady Shiva, and Roger R. Cross as Jon Stewart. Green Lantern and Alec Holland Swamp Thing. A huge, huge cast of characters. And that doesn't even mention the unspoken roles that are that are cameo throughout this movie. Yay. So let's get into it, Tyler. Uh I had seen this a year ago, and I was this actually originally made me want to go back and watch all these movies because of how in I what I heard about this movie, and then I saw that clip, and you know what clip I'm talking about. Um, and I'm like, okay, I have to see this movie. And I heard a review on it. And I was like, okay, I fuck it. I, I had to buy the movie at Walmart. I bought it on the DVD, the Blu-ray digital copy. What the fuck was going to your mind as you watched that? Watched all a hundred, an hour and a half of this. Um, this was basically the culmination of everything that we've seen in cinema shot so far. So I was expecting a big finale. Like we knew from like, uh, which what was it? Reign of the Superman where Superman wanted to uh, attack Apocalypse and just put an end to Darkseid's rule once and for all. So I had a feeling that's what was going to pop off. 
I didn't think all this would happen, though. Right. Let's be real. Right. So, we'll get into characters and favorite moments, but I'm going to stress this right now. This movie, okay, you see rated R on the box, and you're like, oh, it's a superhero movie. Maybe they'll swear. Maybe Superman and Lois Lane will have sex. Maybe Batman will say, fuck you, Darkseid. There's a couple of F- there's several F-bombs dropped in this, and assholes and bitches, it says rated R for violence and it is not kidding with the violence. No, it is not. It is called Justice League Dark for a reason. Yeah, um, and so uh, I don't want to get into the premise, but you s- let's just say I've, I've said this before, um, but um, if you if you have a kid who. Um, if you have a kid who's unfortunate enough to watch this movie, or maybe you pick this out because, like, hey, it's a new, it's a new Justice League movie, and go, oh, okay, maybe it's rated R. I feel really terrible if um, this is your kid's first movie. Um, so you see entire Justice League members' bodily limbs broken. You see flesh being torn apart. You see arms ripped off. You see. Fucking whole bodies ripped in half. You see legs pulled apart. You see so much gruesome. Like it's like almost like watching a Mortal Kombat movie with DC characters. Yeah, and I drew a whole bunch of Mortal Kombat parallels while watching this yeah. movie. Honestly, and, and, and in more thi- ways than just the violence. Yeah, and the thing is, like with Mortal Kombat, it's like it's supposed to be fun, gratuitous violence, right? This this is not fun at all. This is like, oh my god, like because and. I think it works, and like I think I saw somebody said, this is what happens when you turn the plot armor off. Like this is exactly what would happen if like the villain said, you know what, I'm sick of your shit, and um, and this is the Infinity War of DC movies, pretty much. For everybody wanting all the Snyder fanboys wanting, I want a Dark Justice League movie. Here it is. It exists right here. It it's and you're not, you're never gonna get anything like this in live action. Because damn, that's that would be too brutal. But like, like the closest that we ever got was the new Suicide Squad, and I don't even know if that goes that far. No, not like this. Um, and I think it works is because you're not used to like. It's one thing to see your heroes lose, right? Because this isn't the first time we've seen Darkseid subjugate Earth in like the anime in, in animation form. He did it in the Superman animated series. He did it in the Justice League Unlimited finale. He's done it before. It's the level of what it goes to that's all kinds of fucked up. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it doesn't stop there. Um, so let's go ahead and break down the story. Just give an overall sense. We won't go beat for beat, but let's just go ahead and break down the overall story. Um, as Tyler noted, um, the Justice League, or Superman rather, is fucking like noticing that Darkseid is making moves and uh, he's sending their uh, he's been sending his elite guard to subjugate worlds and in fact there's a they're showing like an alien world that was attacked and you can see a body ripped in part and I'm like oh okay those are just background characters they can die brutally you know oh boy um and so uh they get the team together and we're, we're going to go attack Darkseid prematurely we're or uh, not prematurely but before he knows uh that we have a chance um and god uh, so they go to Darkseid, they don't think Darkseid knows, he, they don't think, but unfortunately Darkseid knows they're coming, uh, cause he's spying through Cyborg's, um, uh, eyes, cause of course he's apocalyptic technology. Um, and what we get, 
within the first what ten minutes of the movie, maybe fifteen, maybe I would say at least ten minutes, right? Yeah, we get like the the Justice League are going to, uh, and they assume that only para parademons in there, and we've seen parademons; they're mean, but they're nothing the Justice League can't handle. Um, as the Justice League are approaching uh, Apocalypse, they notice something a lot bigger is flying out of Apocalypse, like a lot bigger, and out comes out. And they, it's a horde of them, of what the movie calls, or what the characters call them, paradooms. They are para, uh, parademons inf- infused with Superman's DNA, basically affecting them, making them do basically an army of doomsdays. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they look gnarly. Um, they got the doomsday spikes. Um, they, got, they can fly. They just look, and they're big. They're like they're like I want to say at least twelve feet tall, maybe. They're huge. Um, yeah. So the Justice League pretty much they're swarmed immediately. Uh, you don't immediately see what happens, but we'll get to why we don't see immediately happens initially. But we get a flashback sequence showing how graphic, like how bad it was, and Constantine calls it a massacre. Um, you see uh, Zatanna getting. Like, you don't see her getting eaten up, but she's getting eaten by these uh, parademons. You see Hawkman. Oh, God, Hawk. That, that's when I knew it was real. And I saw Hawkman's wings get broken. And, like, you see the bones. Um, you see Green Lantern getting his, like, his flesh ripped into. Not nearly as bad, you know? Like, okay, that, that's got to hurt. But um, Shazam, again, gets his leg ripped right off. Um, which is, God, I'll never... Uh, you see Aquaman get hit with Darkseid's Omega Beam and just full-on blood. You see uh, intestine. It's it's a whole image. Um, it's it's a lot. Um, and this is the and like and you see Martian Manhunter get burned. And you're thinking, okay, but those are the B leaguers. That's that's fine. They're they're gonna be casualties, right? This clip, this next one I'm about to say, it fucking sticks to me. is because of how Rosario Dawson delivers it. Wonder Woman's fighting like three of them at the same time. It's Wonder Woman. She's going to be fine, right? She's going to be fine. Um, And she, uh, she's like, she's doing a good job fighting them off. Like, they're they're huge. But um, she gets grabbed and then one of the parademons, uh, other parademon grabs her her arm by the elbow and just rips it off, and you see the shield go flying at you, and you see blood spurtling out of her arm. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, that's how we know that's real. Yeah, um, nothing happens to Batman, um, and I and that there's a reason why for that. Um, like I know some people are like, what? Well, Batman can survive. Like they were they were probably told not to fuck with Batman. That is just the opening salvo. Now I need to ask you, Tyler, how were you feeling after that scene? After like when you when 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 you got to see it actually happen? Um. See, here's the thing. Okay. You warned me the past few weeks uh, so far that I was not ready for this, so I was expecting the worst. And yeah, there are lots of incredibly gratuitous moments uh, happening to these beloved superheroes that are mostly kid-friendly to to a degree, you know, compared to, like, the Marvels and all that. Just seeing them get dismembered like this, it just leaves a big pit in my stomach. Like, I don't want to see these characters die. Right! It's it's awful, right? It's just like, oh my god! Um, and it doesn't stop there. 
it, like so dark side because he's not just gonna kill you all he um wonder woman's still alive the only ones who i think nobody technically died there except for zatanna i think zatanna's the only casualty because um uh yeah, we definitely don't see arthur after this no arthur's dead yeah i forgot Ar- aquaman's dead aquaman is completely dead um, oh yeah, Mara's there too, and you can see Parademons digging into her skull, like, oh, and she's screaming. Oh, that's another one I won't get out of my head. Um, Arthur, I think, Arthur, Arthur, I think he's the old, god, poor Aquaman, he's the only one who doesn't come back, um, in some way. Spoilers, I'm sorry. Um, how they come back is different, but, th- Darkseid obviously being who he is, he's not just gonna kill some of them, uh, he is going to, um... He is, uh, he injects liquid kryptonite into Superman to the point where it it's not going to kill him, but he's going to live with the pain forever, but he's like, he's not going to die, which is like, like, there are fates worse than death, you know? Yeah, that's metal shit. Um, Batman is brainwashed into becoming Darkseid's number one servant. Um, and he pretty much becomes like his second in command and like his overseer of things and the big, and he has the big chair, gets a new outfit and stuff like that. Um, doesn't even have a cape. Doesn't he have a cape? No, he took away Batman's cape. Um, Lex Luthor is alive. He, he, we never see what happens to him, unfortunately. Maybe they probably have to cut it because there was so much other shit. Uh, Lex Luthor is alive. We learn later on that he pretty much like, I, I'll work for you. I, I can, I can help you. And somehow Darkseid. Lex pulling out his, uh, asshole businessman uh, tech once again. Now I was just saying that Lex is being an asshole again. Pretty much. Yeah. To save his own skin. So it's. And, and and uh John Constantine out of perhaps terrifiedness because I mean when you see your the love of your life getting literally eaten by doomsdays you're you know what I'm I'm gonna I I I can't I gotta go I I have to I like, got that, literal demons but I can't deal with this shit yeah this is like visceral like it's Jesus Christ uh it's bad so what is this so the they lost the heroes have effectively lost. Uh, it uh, and it pretty much flash forwards to two years, uh, and Earth is now under complete subjugation of Darkseid. It's devastated. So it looks like in the DC animated universe, climate change doesn't get us. Darkseid gets us. Ugh. What's what's worse? I can't tell. Either way, the the world's gonna be. Boiling. I have no clue. Either way, the world's gonna be boiling hot. So I'd rather maybe I'd rather have climate change than have to deal with Darkseid and parademons and paradooms. Okay. Um. So. The story pretty much is is that Superman is alive and he somehow teamed up with Raven, um, which we'll talk about the relationship more later. And they're on they're trying to fo- recruit people for one last ditch effort to save humanity, to save the Earth. Um, and their pretty much goal is to get onto Apocalypse with the help of the Suicide Squad um, and Lois Lane. She's there too, uh, and to. A, rewrite Batman to save him from Darkseid's programming, uh, and then pretty much do not just stop the, the war engines that are turning, that are stealing Earth's magma from uh, Earth to Apocalypse, but also to dis- effectively destroy Apocalypse, because yeah, you can stop the engines, but Darkseid's still going to be there, so pretty much the end goal is to just outright destroy Apocalypse. Yeah, that's pretty much the only end goal because uh, from what I understand about Darkseid, he's pretty much eternal. Like, yeah. he exists in his own plane of existence, so killing him is impossible. Exactly. So, 
it, it it's it's a if you want to talk about a movie that is um a sense of dread like there like like there I won't lie uh and we'll talk about it in a moment but um there's you're always have like a tr- if you've never seen this movie before there's always like a churning your stomach about because now with the heroes being decimated like that anything goes and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen yeah like superman isn't the the boy scout superhero that can save the day anymore he's pretty much reduced to like a normal dude and that in itself is disheartening uh especially considering what happened at the end of death of superman right that's small potatoes compared to this oh my god yeah it is um so so let, let's let's talk about the characters um i want to start off with a personal favorite because i i didn't i forgot about him in this movie let's talk about etrigan the demon let's let's talk about him oh my poor boys yeah so Etrigan, ha- I, I want to bring up Etrigan because, like, you wouldn't think like uh, he he would get like a story arc because like who is Etrigan? Um, Etrigan is still depressed from uh, uh, the original. I can't. I, now I can't, Jason Blood from dying in Justice League Dark way back when. Apparently, yeah. he's been just drinking and he's just this is he's literally whatever. He's depressed. He's depressed. It's so sad. He's so depressed he doesn't even speak in poem anymore. No! I'm so sad. No, it's like, oh, you poor baby. You poor little demon hell baby. Um, Which is so odd to say. Uh, but, like, and he kind of just goes with the flow. I, I, But he does provide a much sense of levity throughout the movie that is desperately needed. Yes, most definitely. And I think that, um, and, and just kind of segueing into that, this film could have been dour the entire time. And for the most part, it's going to be, oh my God, Jesus Christ. But they do a good job of balancing the, the, the amount of levity that's in there to give you some sense of like to care and, and laugh about versus, yeah, because um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be depressed the entire time. Exactly. Um, for instance, uh, they have King Shark is in here. Uh, he's part King of... Shark is a shark. Exactly. He's pretty much the group of, of this team. And uh, what's... Cr- it's one of the funniest moments is when Con- is when Con- uh, the team, Superman, Constantine, and uh, Grayman join up with the Suicide Squad and Belle Reeve. Uh, they... They run into, they see Harley and, or Johnson sees Harley and uh, King Shark stand together and he goes, Oh God, it's my ex. And of course, naturally, because, you know, we don't think as a, you know, it's just how we think. You think he fucked uh, Harley Quinn. And Raven's like, Gross. He's like, What? You think I'm crazy? And then King Shark winks at Constantine. Oh so, yes. It's confirmed that Constantine had a wild one night stand, or not even one night stand. He said X, so they dated for a while. Had a fling with King Shark, and it is like the like I love uh, that. That shit was it was uh, awkward and it was hilarious. Movie, I would definitely believe it. Definitely hilarious. Exactly. So, um, and also serving up to Constantine, you're going to hear his name a lot in this movie. Um, but I do, I love that, that small little bit where they fight, like, of course, they have Constantine and Captain Boomerang, 
uh, meeting and they start insulting each other because one's from the UK and one's from Australia. I never get tired of that bit. Yeah. It, it's it's such a good one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so going back to Etrigan, um, like, and th- there are moments he gets where, like, he, he starts to feel alive a little bit. But, like, there's there's a moment where he's even fighting against assassins. And he's like, whatever. And he just... And, like, yeah, he he, just Lady Shiva starts fighting him. And he just picks her up. He's just, like, looking... He, he just picks her up and she's kicking. He's like, ugh. I don't even... This is pointless. It's just... What an interesting character choice, you know? Um, but so let yeah, right. but let's talk about sort really of his uh, his it. his final arc is he's on um so they they need exactly so uh his but his I think the closing pack to his arc is it coming full closure where he experiences that joy of fighting again uh and it's pretty much he gets to fight one on one with a version of Wonder Woman and um and he like he fucking he's himself again he's having a good time and it's like it's it feels earned because like you actually care about his character arc and the fact that he was depressed um and stuff like that but uh ultimately it ends with uh etrigan uh sadly dying unfortunately he he dies but it's i think it's a deserved death you know yeah, he gets off uh, one final poem before he meets his end. Exactly. And I was like, ah, oh, my heart. Yeah. They made you give a shit. Etrigan's such a cool character, and they made you give a shit about him. Um, definitely yes. definitely a character, when I first saw this movie, I did not expect... Um, I did not expect to, uh, to care about a lot. Um, but in terms of that... Let's talk about uh, the relationship between Raven and Superman. Because even though it's brief, I do like it. Um, and Because I think it says a lot about both characters, honestly. Yeah. On one end, uh, we get uh, classic Superman uh, any, any. saving uh, people with just a smile. Uh, whereas on the other hand, we have Raven who is pretty much attempting to end it all after all her friends have been murdered right in front of her eyes in the apocalypse attack. That... Uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, like I just like the interesting because like you have Superman who's being like the eternal optimist, even with his friends brutally murdered and brutally like transformed, uh, and everything around them being like that. Um, he he still has that never say die attitude, and I I like that to me is his power. It's not the Kryptonian powers. It's it's the fact that he never says die. Yep, that's the true embodiment of the American way right there. Or I would say at least the Superman way for sure. The, the, just, the, just the, the will to persevere. Even in the face of like fucking genocide under the earth. Um, and I do find it interesting that he's with, uh, with, with, uh, with Raven because Raven is like, you know, obviously has her dad issues. And she like, they like... I wish there was more of them. Like we get to see how they came together, but I, I do like the pairing a lot. Like because you get like Superman was definitely a good father figure to her, you know. Yeah, definitely a better father than uh, the one that's literally living in her head. Yeah, although we'll get to him later. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, not, not a lot to talk about because after a while they do pair off, but I do like that initial pairing uh, between the two. Um, but let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, the main hero himself, Constantine, as our main... He's the main hero as far as I'm concerned in this entire movie. Well, I mean, he was the main character in Justice League Dark, so, and this is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, so Correct. no shit, right? Correct. You would think that, but like, considering it's with Dark Side to Justice League, you would think like you know Superman would still be the uh, the 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 and the protagonist, but no, Con- Constantine is the driving emotional part of Puron, uh, like pretty much like, well, I guess I'll go, I guess I'll do this, um, and stuff like that. Um, so I can still do shit. I just want to see where it goes. Exactly. So Constantine is pretty much in like when you first see him, he's in a drunken state. He's like, I don't give a single fuck. My I saw the love of my life literally being torn apart to shreds. Um, you know, uh, it's I had to regrow my five o'clock shadow. Yeah, exactly. And in at this point, you know, he's pissed at Superman because. Like, you son of a bitch, your arrogance got us killed. And he's not wrong in his criticisms of Superman. Like, the fact that, like, there, and my phone's going off. I'm s- Sorry, my phone's going off. I'll let it off. Nice ringtone, by the way. Thank you. Um, it was, like, not even, like, a fucking local number. Um, I was like, what the f- All right, let me turn that off real quick. Okay, so, like... I really liked it. I mean, we, this is the third time we've seen him as a main character, but given the weight of the of the circumstances that are going on, I really liked him in this role. Yeah, uh, Constantine has pretty much proven himself to be a competent main lead, and um, he, yeah, he does no different here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think like I think there's more humanity with him because. Especially at the beginning when he's with Zatanna, like Constantine always comes himself as like you know I'm confident I have I can do this I can take care of this, but like most of the movie he's like especially right before the big first mission against Darkseid he's very nervous he's like he's you can say he's almost scared, um and uh for for the for very very uh, perceivable reasons, um what I do like the fact is that they they lay into the fact that um he abandons Zatanna. And, like, and I do like this plot twist. So, you think, okay, John Constantine's a coward. He's only, he's, he's like, the, the, the Constantine is, he's selfish. He only is about himself. But, uh, the spoiler is that, I guess the night before, because the movie opens up with, uh, Zatanna kind of saying, uh, remember in a weird way. When, in fact, when you realize that remember is spelled the same backwards. Um, which I never knew that before. Um, or at least similar. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And um, so pretty much the reason why John even left Apocalypse, like pretty much abandoned ship, was because Zatanna put him on a, uh, a compulsion spell. And it was a last, like a, a back backup plan in case all everything went to hell in Darkseid and, and Constantine was uh, going to be like there whoever came up with that plan is the biggest giga chad big brain ever and we'll get to that soon enough exactly so um oh god it is it's it's so great uh and and Constantine has like such a great emotional send off because he gets something what we like a lot of us have and especially in this movie where he gets closure so in the almost in the final battle uh against dark side in his in the throne in dark side's throne room um 
uh, he gets fucking his neck snapped by Trigon because Trigon decides to make an appearance. Yeah, uh, the whole crux of um, a big subplot in the movie is that Raven ha- has been uh, struggling to keep Trigon uh, under her control uh, the entire way because, you know, her friends are dead and she's having trouble coping with that. So she confides to Constantine to, like, kill her and uh, have Trigon sealed away forever with, like, a magical artifact. And it comes to that point, uh, but Constantine being Constantine uses the dagger to, like, probe off the diamond that's keeping Trigon off of her forehead and summons him as his familiar, which leads into a double cross, double cross. Yeah, pretty much. Um... And, but that allows Tom, uh, not Tom, uh, John to go to heaven, and we get a one, I, I think one of the, uh, one of the more emotional scenes um, uh, uh, between John and a deceased Zatanna, and John's dead. Like, you see his neck get snapped by, by a Trigon, um, and uh, it's really sad, because, like, he's like, oh, I get eternal life, you know, like, why, I didn't think I would get eternal life, like, I'm such a bastard, We'll build pubs. It's great. And, like, Zatanna's like, no, honey. No, you have to go back. It, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, Deadpool of Deadpool 2, where he's constantly dying and seeing, um, oh, God, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very... Vanessa. Vanessa. It's very reminiscent of that, uh, except it only happens one time versus the three times it happens in Deadpool. Um, yeah. But it was an emotional moment, because it's like, he, you know, he gets to see his... Uh, his, the love of his lady, and like she pretty much tells him, like you know, like go be the hero you're meant to be, and you know we'll see each other again one day. And it was it was a very good moment and a nice sense of hope in this movie shrouded in darkness. Yeah, it's the one shred of light that we ever get. Yeah, so let's. Uh, I th- I think I think enough has been said about Constantine. Very again, Matt Ryan plays it very very well. Um, uh, let's focus on another character, which is Damien, who is probably the second most important character in this movie. Yeah, and um, it's crazy that he is because uh, they've been building up him up since the beginning. Right. Like, with Son of Batman. Exactly, yeah. Um, and here he's much older. Uh, he's actually now taken over the leader of Assassins. He's even wearing uh, an outfit similar to Ra's al Ghul, which, like, that comes full circle. Um and on that note, I will say, uh, you, I don't think you have to watch every single movie to appreciate that, to appreciate this movie, but I think you will um, appreciate... It's if you do. Yeah, you'll appreciate it more, all the nods and, and, the, and the callbacks, if you do, if you have seen, maybe not all these movies, there's probably like a guy that says, watch these specific movies and you'll get a bigger, like, uh, enjoyment out of them. Um... You know, I mean, they got like again. They go to Nandar Parbat, the 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 second movie we ever, the third movie we ever did, um, to to recruit Robin. Um, and this is where we learn one thing about uh, Damien's story is that we learn what happens to him on what what happens to the offense on Earth. And Tyler, do you want to talk about how bad it was for Earth? <laughs> Good Lord. Um. Uh, so as you said before, uh, Darkseid is pretty much taking a whole bunch of uh, the Earth's lava and fueling Apocalypse with it. And uh, all the Paradooms are pretty much torturing all the other uh, people of Earth at this point. Uh, one of the more gruesome ones was uh, the death of Nightwing, oh. Dick Grayson. And uh, 
being his uh, older brother, in a sense, Damien puts him in a Lazarus pit, but it doesn't really work. No. Like, he comes back to life, but he's pretty much insane at this point. Yeah. Uh, Dick Grayson isn't... Yeah, it's it's horrible. Uh, and, and the thing, we just saw that guy. He was such a nice guy, and it's like, oh my... Not to... Did you also forgot to mention the fact uh, the... There's a there's a shot over that's over underlooking uh, Titan's tower, and you just see Starfire torn a half, and you see her guts and her. Spl- it's like oh my god! It's also it looks very human for somebody who's supposed to be an alien, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's and then you see like the teenagers. Like I think you saw one with like a whole bunch of spikes in her back. Uh, oh, it's just and they're all kids. Yeah, I think I saw a bumblebee. Uh- Dead in the corner there. Yeah, is it, it was not good, man. It was is I'm glad we didn't see that, but this is the aftermath is just as bad. Um Oh yeah. So Damien kinda is is brought in here because uh Clark's plan is to like, well if, if anybody can help um break uh Darkseid's programming is it's you. You can get to him. Uh and Clark's basis that well like when uh Bruce was told that Dick died, you know, his his first son it almost got to him, and so um, uh, Damien's reluctant, but he's like, all right, I'll go along with it, even though uh, I believe you're going to just get us killed anyways. And it's also because uh, he wants to help out Raven, who's pretty much struggling with her daddy issues at this point. Yeah, that's another thing. I do love the fact that we finally get to see um, Raven and and uh, and Damien be a couple in this movie and like actually interact with each other. Uh, it's really lovely. Yeah, they, they... it's something that they build up in uh, the Teen Titans movie, mm-hmm. but uh, it's something that uh, actually is developed more here. Exactly, uh, and, and you get, they have they they have a nice um, chemistry together. They they really have a nice. Um, chemistry and i really like them together i wish you got more with them honestly yeah um okay uh anything else uh about damien tyler uh, oh let's let's talk about uh his so um they finally get i do love the moment where it comes time where damien has to fight his father and you get another fight between damien and and bruce but it feels like heavier because of the concept, because of like the fact that Batman is is brainwashed by Darkseid. Um, it's a brutal fight. It's a real brutal fight. Yeah, and it definitely uh, borders on uh, Batman pretty much crossing his moral compass again, which is something that he almost did in Batman Hush, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in fact. Um, he like again. He gets like electric gauntlets and starts punching the shit out of Damien. He even tells Damien uh, those last couple of times, "I let you win this time. I'm not holding back." It's uh, it's it's a brutal fight, man. Um, and it's especially hard considering now we've had time with them as father and son. You know. Yeah, like they've pretty much come to terms with each other before uh, before all this, and just seeing them fight to the death like this. It's heart wrenching. Exactly, and somehow uh, through it all, um, I believe I miss. I might be misremembering the moments a little bit because it, it's a lot in this movie. Um, uh, oops, where Damian Wayne uh, dies in it, it pretty much in this movie. Um, 
and uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how. He- uh, Batman pretty much breaks free because he puts himself in the situation where his uh, parents were murdered uh, in the alley. Right. And he's right. like, I'm not going to be that guy. And he breaks through uh, Darkseid's control. I'm pre- yeah, sure. And then Darkseid fires his Omega beams and Damien gets in the way, causing him to die. Yeah, I was trying to remember if it had happened before or after, if he broke free of that. But I'm confusing that with Superman's moment. Um and uh I God that okay him being uh lit on fire like that by the Omega memes that was intense, man. Like that lasted way too fucking long. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. You literally see his flesh melt away and he's literally just char and like a few little skin spots left. It's it's bad. Um Yeah, that's pretty much Liu Kang burning in MK9. Pretty much. It's it, he's and he's barely hanging on. By like a fucking thread, um, so yeah, Damon Wayne pretty much is is dying. Um, he does come back with the strength of uh, Raven's powers. Uh, she manages to regain her uh, white healing powers that she, I guess, had lost at some point. Um, and uh, Jesus, uh, it, it was a it was a good emotional moment to like have, you know, Bruce lose another son uh, at the hands of his oppressor. And then, um, you know, to, to finally break Darkseid's program. Because, again, as Damien said, if there's anybody who's going to break Darkseid's programming, it's Batman. Yeah. And he definitely goes through with it. And uh, all the Batman stuff that we see up to this point wasn't for a waste. Exactly. For sure. It all paid off. You cared about the relationship at that point. Um, let, let's talk briefly about Batman because he doesn't really have a lot outside of being menacing. But what did you think of Batman uh, overall in this movie? I honestly thought that uh, he was either going to be killed outright or um, probably something worse. Because uh, he's definitely been, like, one of the big linchpins against Darkseid's plans. So just having Darkseid, like, torture him and brainwashing him into becoming his right-hand man, um, I think it makes sense for him. But just seeing Batman being evil, it's something I'm not used to. Exactly. He's really evil. Like, Batman already is intimidating um, as it is, but um, the fact that... Uh, the fact that like, he's just in this big chair and just, like... like, like he just, The way he looks... Um, oh, God. It was, it, was, it was a lot. But I do like that moment when he finally breaks free from, from Darkseid. Uh, even though he can't do much, he acts as the, he acts as the general... Uh, in the in the th- final third act, yeah, he's one of the big three of the Justice League for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, let's kind of talk about real quick what the other ancillary members of the Justice League would happen to them. Because God, again, we talk about fates, worse than death. So, as we saw, as so a, fucked up. Yeah, all they're all fucked up. As we saw, Hawkman's wings broken, Mara torn her torn into her skull. Wonder Woman got her arm torn off. They pretty much get they get cyberized like Hank Henshaw. Um, they are uh, to go back to Mortal Kombat Nine again. It's like the end when uh, Quan Chi pretty much resurrects the dead souls of all the heroes of Earthrealm and make them his slaves. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like, and they're all abominations. Like Hawkman looks nothing like human. He looks like a like a oh, Hawkman's the most terrifying to me. Uh, Wonder Woman, like she's still human, but she's mostly cyborg. Um, uh, uh, like. Mara's Martian his... Manhunter um, is like a gigantic abomination with a dragon arm. Pretty much, it's it's bad, man. Like, 
and, and my like again like you at that point you get a sense of hope you get a sense of like okay the heroes are they can do this they can defeat um dark side or finally you know stop this reign of terror that he's been going on and then you see the state of your heroes in this um it's like oh my god it, it's gut turning but it also gives us the be- one of the other best moments in this movie when constantly goes one-on-one with wonder woman and he manages to get the lasso of truth and use it against her and pretty much uses that to break Darkseid's will. Against Yeah, that's a pretty baller movement right there. Yeah, it was it was fucking fan fan fucking tastic. Um oh my god. Uh like I am Diane I am Diana of Themyscira and I serve the old gods. It was such a riveting speech and pretty much oh I loved her fight with the uh the old leaguers, uh, with with, with the, the her the, at that at this time they're called the Furies, but she's pretty much fighting her friends, and it's so I think that the, for as short as it was, I thought it was a good fight. Yeah, it was. Uh, Diana's still proving that even as a roboticized parademon monstro- monstrosity, she can still hold her own as one of the big three. Exactly. Uh, Cyborg is entraced in a wall, calls himself the Source Wall, and he's pretty much just like I guess. I guess Darkseid's alert alert signal? I don't know. It was never really clear what he was, but it he, it's pretty much his security camera, yeah, I guess. I guess. And, but it's gruesome the way it is cuz like he's like in a crucified position like his his like body is spread out in like a crucified position against this wall and initially uh um uh Cyborg cannot like he talks in like uh, I sort of lure dark side and John Constantly does another great moment where he's like I'm gonna do science magic it's like studying for the test you haven't prepared for but lucky for me I cheat you know great moment right there um, until they uh, unhack him oh god okay is there any other characters that I I may have missed Tyler that you wanted to go over uh, there's the flash uh, he was pretty much connected to um, Apocalypse's uh, power generator yeah. because apparently that broke down and they used the poor man uh, to run perpetually on a treadmill, uh, just constantly running forever. For two just years. To power apocalypse. He's been running straight for two years. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, and here is... I'm surprised that he isn't all leg at this point. Right. It's crazy, right? And, like, that too must have been feeding him something to keep, like, his metabolism up. Um, here's the thing, though. Initially, and I feel like if, like, because, like... He Barry brings up the flashpoint, and this is why I wish we got a flash movie in between this because it would have like we could have maybe heard about it beforehand, before like way back in when we first watched this movie, watched these movies back in June. Um, uh, uh, like he brings up like I, I have memories of the flashpoint, you know, and then like that's it, and then only until um Constantine kind of touches him to go to sleep does he see visions of that war, uh, and like. Uh, pretty much because Barry caused that reality to happen, he caused this reality to happen, therefore basically blaming the Flash for the reason why everything is the way it is, which I think that's kind of fucked up. God damn it, Speed Force. Like, you know, um, so yeah, but it's it's all really fucked up. Um, oh, I forgot, the Green Lanterns, there's a, there's a nice small little segment where uh, Darkseid goes to, to Oa and pretty much just... Whatever Green Lanterns are left, he kills them. Uh, uh, there's one shot that I won't get out of my head where Darkseid uses Omega Beams to pretty much, like, full blast through a person, uh, one of the Green Lanterns' head. And, like, you just see, like, pfft. Um, he snaps Kilowog's neck. 
Uh, and I think the most fucked up one is, and it kind of is like a symbol of like what Darkseid is, like a metaphor. Mm. John Stewart is there. He's crawling. He's cuts and bruises, bloodied all over, and he's crawling towards the Owen Central Battery. And he's trying to say the Green Lantern Oath, you know, brightest day, blackest night. And right as he's done saying the oath, Darkseid says to Batman, open up a portal to Earth's magma and drop it here. I want to send a message. And just right as Jon Stewart uh, is finishing the oath to power up to take on Darkseid again, burn to a crisp because of molten lava. Fatality. It's... It's bad, man. It's... Oh, God. Like, not even the comics get this bad, man. The comics don't get this fucking violent. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Uh, not to mention, there's a point where you see the Bat Family fight the do- Paradooms. You actually see Batgirl, like, actually hold her own against Paradooms. And then you actually see her get eaten. You can see her arm flailing in the in the pile, which that that always unsettles me. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, poor Batgirl. Yeah, poor everybody. Ah, oh, Swamp Thing had a cool cameo. Uh, what did you think about Swamp Thing's yeah. cameo? Um, I, the only thing that's crossed my mind is, why the fuck didn't Swamp Thing, uh, retaliate, uh, when Apocalypse attacked, uh, from the beginning? Because with Apocalypse attacking Earth, the green would be in danger. So, you would think that he would spring into action because of that. Exactly, yeah. Oh my god, it was it like, um. Okay, uh, I, anything else you want to add? Um, I do love. Uh, should we talk about the Suicide Squad? Yeah, because they were a big. Yeah, let's talk about well. the Suicide Squad. God, this. I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Um, this is this is like the Infinity War Endgame of this of this thing. It's a finale. I love the Suicide Squad's addition into this movie. Yeah, they bring a much-needed levity that we absolutely needed in this Drearfest. Exactly. And Drearfest, and like, not that it's boring, it's just like, oh my... It's like an Infinity War, you know, where like, oh, I don't feel good about this. It's like that kind of thing, where like, you're enjoying it, but like, you're also not enjoying it. So I just want to clarify that. But I love the Suicide Squad. King Shark is great, Harley Quinn is great. Um, There are some non-speaking roles. Bane is there, he doesn't speak. Um, Black Man is there, he doesn't speak. Um, uh, Cheetah's there. She doesn't really. Speak she does. She doesn't either. speak either. But um, I think the like uh, it's Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn and King Shark that are mostly ones that are talking. But I do like the energy that they bring when they they bring it. It's nice to see when these other characters. It's like when the Guardians met the Avengers for the first time. It's that uh, personality clash cl- uh, for the first time, and it's really great. Yeah, just seeing the uh, lovable goofballs meet up with the stalwart heroes. Exactly. Um, but I, oh god, another great moment is, uh, so pretty much, uh, the, the, uh, a lot of this plan hinges on the fact that, um, the Paradooms have to be off Dark Side, have to be off Apocalypse. So they, they pretty much are destroying this big war engine that I mentioned earlier to, to set the, so the Paradooms get sent down to Earth so that unfortunately the Earth's heroes will pretty much be sacrificial lambs, uh, cause there's no way you're coming out of that alive. Um, and uh, they realize that uh, Batman realizes at the, at, as he's controlled by Darkseid that okay, we need to send the Paradooms to go back, and the only way back apparently is in LexCorp Tower. Uh, I guess we should talk about Lex Luthor, but he doesn't have much, so we can go over him real quick in a moment. Um, 
but my favorite line is from Harley Quinn where like you see the invading horde of parademons coming on and she pretty much just says alright it's time for the suicide squad to earn our name and it's such a like a fuck yeah let's go moment you know yeah Let's go out in a blaze of glory, motherfucker. Pretty much. Um. Oh my God. You see. Oh, but I'll never forget. I think you see. You see Bane get eaten alive, like viscerally. And he's the first to go out. And I would think he would be one of the last. No. Ones. What I did like though is that all the Suicide Squad are packed with, crypt- with kryptonite weapons. So like King Shark had kryptonite teeth. Um. Everybody else was packing kryptonite guns, or like Harley had kryptonite crypt- or ammo rather. Um, and, uh... Lex was going through a phase. Lex was going through a phase, exactly. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a great moment. And, oh, uh, and, and King Shark with the fucking, King Shark and Captain Moon with a, a, a great moment of levity, speaking of that. You know, obviously the whole joke is King Shark is a shark, you know, that's all he says. You know, I'm Groot, but I'm a shark. But then he says to fucking Captain Boomerang, it was an honor fighting for you with my friend. And, and Boomerang with the most realistic... And like reply to it all. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was great. Oh my god, such a great moment. Yeah, I love King Shark. It, it's. Oh, I wish we got like, I, like you know, I wish we got more of him in this movie. But hey, he's in the Suicide Squad, so and he's in the Harley Quinn animated series. So Quinn, uh, King Shark's getting his, uh, its love. Um. Oh my god. So let's let's talk about Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. Uh, real quick because I feel like we're kind of I feel like this is going to be the longest episode ever um uh I feel like I wanted more of Lois Lane but I was happy that she was here yeah like it's a miracle that she wasn't fucking brutalized like everybody else but you know we kind of needed her for this entire plot to happen Exactly, um, and I did love that emotional send off that she has. Uh, pretty much, she's with the Suicide Squad, and they pretty much make the assumption that okay, we have to blow up the the the, the boom tube, otherwise, so the Parademons can't get back to Earth as fast. Um, so she pretty much has one final goodbye to to Clark, and it's really sweet. And this movie is really bittersweet, man. It really because for every victory they get, they lose something like twice as that's uh, worth twice as much. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's 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 really awful. But I do like that Lex. Yeah, he's doing his typical thing of like I'm playing both sides. But like, I it was really surprising to hear Lex be scared shitless. Yeah, man. Because. He has limited technology at this point and uh, is lending kryptonite weapons to a whole bunch of goobers. So, obviously, he's in over his head when it comes to, like, the paradooms and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Um, But I do like the fact that when in doubt, when it all came down, he didn't turn on... I fully expected him to turn on them at some point when I first watched this. Like, it's like Suthor, you know, he thinks it'll... Like, no, he doesn't. He... Uh, he dies. Uh, in fact, you see him get impaled with uh, a parademon spike. I'm like, oh, there, there goes, <laughs> there goes, um, fucking, there goes Lex. Like, Jesus, what a way to go. Um, but by Dr- Dwight Schrute, exact, exactly. Um, it's oh god. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm at a loss for words, man. Um, I guess we should talk about the, the, the cool Trigon factor. Before we wrap it up, 
Yeah, that's like the big red herring that uh, we neglected to mention up until now. Yeah, so it's pretty much, um, what's the shotgun thing called? Like, you, you see the shotgun on the wall, and it's going to be used. Um, oh. uh, Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun? gun. Yeah, I, I don't know why I think it's Chekhov's shotgun, but I think it's because, like, shotgun on the wall. Um, but, so pretty much as, as we said earlier, uh, Trigon is slowly trying to break out of... Um, of uh, Raven's Raven's diamond. diamond. I was confusing her with Satana. Um, And and, uh, he ultimately does... uh, He's about to break out to where Constantine... I guess it was part of their plan. They must have talked about it somehow. Uh, Constantine knocks the the diamond off... The ruby off of um, uh, Raven's head. And lets him out. And he's like, you will serve me, motherfucker. And like, Trigon's like... I have a better idea. And inhabits the body of Superman. Like, I already got a taste of that super booty. I'm going to take it on another round. Yeah, so now we get hell demonic Superman. And it got it. I won't lie. The fucking double eyes and the horns. That shit is unsettling. Uh, especially when it's put in a human. Yeah. He even overpowers uh, Darkseid's Omega Beams because he has two more laser eyes. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, um... Trigon gets put in a bottle. He, put, he, put, he got put, baby got put in the corner. Um, but uh, this is where it gets crazy. Um, so Superman, uh, and this is where it comes like Lo- Lois Lane is pretty much uh, talking, trying to talk to Clark, and to, you know to uh, tell her, tell him goodbye. And the Lex Corp explodes with her on it. So Lois is dead. He, Lois is effectively dead. This caused Superman to have a fucking anime moment where, like, he just fucking powers up and, like, feels the loss of a loved one. He goes Super Saiyan for a moment and expel. It's probably from the goodness and, like, the love he feels for Lois and anything. Expels, exercises um, Trigon and... He exercised the demon. Exactly. And gets his old suit back so it's pretty much... Oh my god, I love the I love Superman fighting Darkseid because he whoops the shit out of Darkseid. Yeah, man. And I wasn't expecting, like, a full-on curb stomp. No. Like, why didn't he bring this out in the first place? I, I think it's probably, um... I think it's probably, like, the fact that they were overwhelmed than anything else. Um, and, like, now it's it's truly one-on-one versus um, how it was before. But, like, he punches, repeatedly punching him. He breaks, he breaks his, one of his eyes... Oh, it's unrelenting. I think my favorite is the homage to the puny god line, where he's pretty much just wham, 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 wham. It's oh, it's such such a great moment, and he's doing it in the yeah. in the original costume too. It's it's fantastic, fantastic. Um, but all of this is a precursor to the fact oh. that Trigon fully gets out, and he's in his gigantic. Uh, or maybe not gigantic. I'm not really sure. Um, it probably is because he's smaller than he was in Justice League versus Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, but he gets out. He's in, he's in his own body, and pretty much like I'm gonna go fight this son of a bitch. Um, and pretty much like, hey, I didn't. I wasn't exactly clamoring for Dark Side versus Trigon, but once I saw it, I went, okay, I can get behind this. Yeah, this is something that was kind of hyped up for quite a bit. Like, these are the two big titans of this animated universe, so why wouldn't they fight each other? Yeah, and pretty much, um, and the only reason Trigon's even fighting Doomsday, not Doomsday, uh, Darkseid in this sort of state is because they, they're they at the point where they need to get out 
of Apocalypse. Otherwise, it's going to be destroyed. But obviously, if they leave Darkseid alone, Darkseid's just going to come along with them. Like, he's not going to fucking stop. Um, so they release Trigon as a way of to keep Darkseid busy. And Trigon's like, I'll fight this son of a bitch. I got it. Uh, and they pretty much fight until um, Apocalypse is absorbed into this, I guess, other dimension. But... There is a nice little moment of tenderness between Darkseid, I mean, uh, not Darkseid, uh, Trigon and, um, and Raven, which I thought was Raven. nice. Yeah, they have a nice father-daughter moment. Um, yeah, and then, like, uh, I, I, I wish we could have gotten more, like, it's definitely, like, a, a fight that was, like, serviceable, it wasn't meant to be anything more, but I think it was still cool to see them even tussle, uh, you know, after a while. And, like... I guess you could say Trigon's a good guy because he could have, like, he, um, as the boom tube is, uh, enveloping, uh, Apocalypse, Darkseid tries to get out. Like, he's like, no, you crazy? Leave me alone! And, like, the few instances that we get, Darkseid is scared of anything. Um, uh, Trigon's just like, no, bitch, you're mine. You're, you're mine now. Um, which I thought was... We are gonna stay in the nothing dimension forever. Thanks. So they'll either fight to eternity or just hang out in the edge of time doing nothing. Fight forever. <laughs> fight for... Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh my god. <sighs> I, I think that covers it. I, I think that covers Justice... Uh, there is one last thing to cover. What am I missing? Um, oh, the uh, finale. The, the finale, so... So, um, Earth's Heroes... They escape to Earth, but unfortunately what we learn is that... The cost for victory is way too steep. Oh my god, it's it's like... Jeez, talk about another gut punch. So they, 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 they survive Darkseid, they save... They save their friends in whatever way they can. And But the Earth is still fucked. Earth is fucked because of a lot of the molten magma in this course. So pretty much Earth is in an unstable position right now. And not to mention how many more people are dead. We have no idea how many more, like I would assume most of humanity is dead at this point. Um, or, or enslaved somewhere. So, um, Superman's giving the brilliant hurrah, hurrah. We can do this with the justice league. We never give up. And then there's that shot of the entire league that's standing and they're all either roboticized, missing limbs, malnourished just fucking broken emer- emotionally at this point yeah it's it's like these like and it's it's a war like you'll never see this in the mcu that's for sure or even in like the live action dc universe you'll never see that there um nope uh it was oh god it, it was it, it was crazy so uh ultimately um john goes up to the flash and he goes you know what you have to do mate and you have to set it, reset it all again. And he's like, I told Iris I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, like, and Constant kind of just tells him, like, look, are we going to make the same uh, problem, uh, make the same mistakes again? Probably. You know, but, you know, it's better than what we are now. Can't be worse than this. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it can't be. So, a very melancholy ending where the Flash pretty much run as as this universe began, with parademons coming into the universe, it's parademons leaving the universe, and... Barry running into the sunset, um, uh, and you just see a big white, uh, wave coming in, like, in Flashpoint, and the heroes just wait. Damien, uh, and, um, Raven finally kiss, uh, everybody else kind of embraces each other. Nightwing's there in a straitjacket, which is like, oh my god, you, you poor boy. Um, it's... Things will be better in the new universe. And that's it. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and that's Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. It... 
It's a very melancholy ending. Yes, very much so. And it is poetic how it ended, how it began, with uh, Barry traveling through time, resetting the universe. Yeah. And they ha- they ha- at this time, DC has done like a new line of movies. They're- I don't know if they're interconnected or not, but it's like... Like, God... Like, ugh, fuck. Either either way. Like, you had to get away from this. Um, uh, okay, I... I am at a, a loss for words now. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what to say here either. I think I think we should uh, I think we should go ahead and pack it. I think we said enough. What we have, I think. Final thoughts. Uh, what? Uh, how many? How many dark sides out of five do you get? Do you give this movie? I'll Justice give this dark apocalypse four. I'll give this movie four and a half Omega Beams out of five. Uh, this is a very dark, visceral take on the Justice League. DC anything, really. Uh, a lot of the characters are endearing. Uh, the Suicide Squad's a lot of fun. But most of it is incredibly dark and depressing. And uh, there is a slimmer of hope. Like, you know, it'll eventually get better, and it eventually does. But it comes to the real point that things only get worse before they get better. So, might as well just embrace it, I guess. Yeah, uh, I definitely. I, I I'm uh, I'm gonna give this a five out of five. I think it's. I love the Death of Superman movies, but I think this movie on a whole was on another level. And I don't think it's because all the characters were here. I think it's because of what they did with the characters was extra, extremely well done. Um, Gut wrenching movie, definitely different tone. I will, the violence, the violence is a borderline over the top, but I think it serves a purpose. It serves its purpose. It serves its purpose, so it's fine, and it's definitely shocking. Um, uh, but that's gonna do it, guys, for this first season of Cinema Shot. Uh, now it's time for us to reveal what you will be voting on. So here's how it's gonna work: we're gonna take a week off, so there won't be an episode the following week. Uh, but then next week we will this we will after the next week during that week the poll will go live on which one which movie franchise we will watch. They don't have to be none of I think both of us are gonna pick something that are not in equal links. So either you're gonna you're gonna get a long season two or you're gonna get a short season two. Um, so because like not every movie is thirteen movies long. Um, so it all depends on what you pick. Uh, so uh, Tyler, you have been very outspoken about your pick, so I'll go ahead and let you go first. Alright, so my pick is I wanted to review the Dragon Ball Z movies, starting with uh, The Dead Zone uh, and ending it off with either um, the, new, the new Resurrection F or uh, Super Broly, whichever one uh, fits the fancy. I was, uh, I was immediately going to go with uh, the original 13 and the, the two specials, but with the recent death of Chris Aries, the the English voice for uh, Frieza in Dragon Ball Z Kai and Super, I kind of wanted to go a bit further with that in his memory, you know? Okay. And I've decided to stick with the anime field, not nearly as long as Tyler's, but I want to revisit these films with Tyler because they were a staple of my childhood and they're short and I want to do something short. So let's see if you guys pick that. I pick is the three Tenchi Muyo movies. Tenchi Muyo... Uh, in Love, Tenshi Muyo, Daughter of Darkness, and Tenshi Muyo in Love 2. So mine's a three-parter versus this is a 13-parter. So it doesn't matter if, what, what you want us to cover, honestly. That's all that matters to me. 
oh boy, Tenchi Muyo is going to be super uncharted territory for me. Exactly. Luckily, all these films are not connected and not, connect, and not connected to the main continuity. Um, if they win. So there you go. The poll, by the time this episode goes those out, the poll will also be live. Uh, so then vote. And then by the time we come back, uh, we will then do whatever series it is. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all back in two weeks, whichever wins. I'm the Marvelous Siggy. Uh, Tyler, can you uh, plug yourself, please, before we go? You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sAtTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently working on the new one as of this recording, so stay tuned for that. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousSiggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. And, uh, of course, I stream live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814, where I stream Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Saturdays, I'm streaming It Takes Two with uh, our good friend Kane Playstuff. Sundays, our Mass Effect Sundays are back as we're entering, finishing the fight with Mass Effect 3. Tuesdays are the Outer Worlds, and Wednesdays for, for November is Zelda Month, and we're playing the Minish Cap for you wonderful people. Uh, and of course, go to Chargeout.com for this very episode you're listening to, as well as all other Chargeout content, including our flagship show, the Chargeout Gamescast, and as well as our movie uh, watch-alongs, like we've done The Thing for Halloween and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and of course, the wrestling watch-alongs that I do with Thomas. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you all in two weeks for a brand new second era of the Cinema Shot Podcast. Until next time, guys, keep on rolling. Fred Durst. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.